0: Hi, I'm Tony Zarafa, author and host of the new bi-weekly podcast, Flash Fiction in Five, based on the stories from my blog. I do hope you enjoy these stories as much as I have enjoyed writing them. So, get yourself comfortable, sit back and relax, and enjoy today's episode.
1: The kettle spits and sputters as the water rapidly boils. The kitchenette in the motel room was lit by a lonely fluorescent tube. It buzzed loudly as it flickered to life, protesting at being turned on. Ed sat nervously at the table, his legs twitching and tapping on the worn low pile carpet. The decor in the room was of the mid eighties vintage. Shades of peach were splashed liberally on the walls. The patterned drapes with ruffled pelmets did a good job at keeping the light out and collecting dust. A brushed, brass-framed mirror adorned the wall. It saw everything, but said nothing. How do you like your coffee? Don't hold me responsible for the taste. He seemed distracted and lost in his thoughts, his eyes drawn to the open file on the small table. He snapped to attention at the sound of my voice. Black and none. No frills coffee, I thought. Very much like Ed himself. So, how did you find me? It's not as if many people have been willing to talk to me about much. Seems like folks around here don't like saying much at all. It was a quintessential country town. A single high street with a range of shops either side. Many were vacant but the Avenue of Honour and the Rotary Club Shelter were well-tended, with their rose bushes and small native hedges. While there were signs of life in the street, it was slowly losing its pulse. The motel was at the end of town, a solitary car in the car park. The accommodation certainly wasn't overwhelmed with guests. The sign at the front spooked its many creature comforts. Other than the occasional music festival and rodeo, The rooms were rarely used. Ed sat nervously at the table. He sat there quietly, sipping slowly on his coffee. I'd figured if he'd found me, then he obviously had something to say. The bush telegraph seemed to have worked like a charm, drawing him to me like a moth to the flame. Like the characters in my book, I'm sure he had a story to tell. It's hard living in a small town where gossip runs rife. It would have been easier for Ed to ignore them, put the town rumors to bed, and forget that anything had ever happened. But he felt compelled to find me, even though I was a stranger in town. Maybe that was it. The lack of familiarity made it easier for him to open up and reveal his family secrets. For an hour, we didn't speak, we just drank coffee and sat silently at the table. The occasional truck roared by on the highway in front of the motel, a welcome distraction. I was tired, but willed myself to stay awake. I found that in times like this, it was best to play the long game. He'd speak when he was ready. You know it's all bullshit. Just a whole lot of small minds gossiping about things they know nothing about. He gulps on the last of the steaming black cup. I don't know anything. Not a damn thing. Everyone has clammed up tighter than a steel trap. The librarian had a fair bit to say, though. That stupid old busybody. She shoots from the hip and doesn't know shit about shit. Always sticking her nose in where it doesn't belong. His voice was sharp. So. Why did you come here in the middle of the night? Couldn't anything you had to tell me wait until the morning? What's the urgency, Ed? I dangled the bait, hoping he would bite. He shuffled awkwardly in his seat. There's a strained silence. His legs continue to jiggle nervously under the table. He didn't mean it. He really didn't. It was an accident. A terrible accident and I just went along with it. I had no choice." I jerk out of my day state, stunned by the sudden admission. He looked wistfully at the picture of his brother and family on the table. Years of pent-up emotion finally released as the damn walls break. Overwhelmed, he begins sobbing uncontrollably, picking up the picture of his brother and holding it to his chest. Placing my hands on his shoulder, I tried to provide some comfort. I told him to tell the police the truth, explain what really happened, but he wouldn't listen. He lost control, made me help him with the bodies. I begged him to give them a proper burial, do what was right. I still see them, their cold, dead faces. I sat and listened as he recounted every Graphic Detail The deaths, the cover-up, and his brother's descent into paranoia were all revealed. It wasn't the first time such heinous events had occurred at the home. I listened intently as its long and sordid history were revealed. His brother waited at the window, wondering when they'd come back to him. His spiral into madness had gone full circle. This was Ed's catharsis, a release from the shackles that had bound him for so long. The rumours had been true. Where there had been smoke, the flames indeed had raged and wreaked irrevocable havoc.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't heard any of my other stories, have a listen to some of the other episodes here on the podcast. I'd love you to check out my blog, Roads Less Travelled. The link is in the episode description. Please feel free to like, share, comment and review. I look forward to sharing my next adventure with you here on Flash Fiction in 5.